Hey, what's going on, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 8th of March, 2021. It's 41 degrees out, 7.15, Monday night. Leaving the office, had a little bit of a earlier closure than typical. Good day, busy day, helped a bunch of people, a couple new patients. Some inspiring conversations. A lot of good people to take care of, people that warm my heart and really honor me with uh, putting themselves in my care relying upon me. It's a great friggin' feeling. I had a conversation this evening with a young man who asked my opinion on career choices. And that's motivating. So let's talk about that briefly. Young guy, he's done a lot of cool shit. He went out and he's probably in his early 20s. He went out and stayed in um, Colorado for a year worked out there, skied, snowboarded, went to Hawaii, I think, for six months or more, stayed out there with his girlfriend, worked, did various things, comes home eventually, gets a job, gets a series of jobs in between these trips. takes a uh, school bus and refurbs it, makes it into like a, you know, a travel bus, like a camper bus. Now he's going to get rid of that, but I thought that was the coolest thing, that he was spending his time refurbing that, getting prepared to, to whatever, travel across the country in a school bus. So the kid's got a wanderlust. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He's got two wonderful parents. A lot of people that care about him. He's got all the potential in the world. So he's asking me what I think about some career choices. He could take a job and uh, find a 9-to-5 job that he can work remotely from. He can, you know, make cold calls and do basically realty stuff which is an industry flying high right now. He could make some money in that, cut his teeth on some, you know, get into the ground floor of some kind of, excuse me, some sort of realty company. Or he could work for a construction company, his father's construction company. And, you know, I... You know, I don't have all the choices in the world, right? Uh, to uh, or all the wisdom in the world when it comes to these types of decisions. Obviously, everybody's got their two cents, but he valued my uh, my input, so I provided it. It is this: you know, you got to straddle. You got to find. You got to try to find a way to keep life interesting and to keep it productive and to keep it profitable. You know, you want to make a good living. You want to. Um, save some money, you want to make money, it's an uncertain time, 
lot of people, the good news is, is a shitload of people just want to want to take what's given them or what seems available. Somebody like this who's got uh, an adventurous spirit, an intellect, good kid, respectful, smart, good looking. He should put a plan together. He should try to find, try to strike that balance that so many find impossible between making a living and making a life. It's very difficult. You know, there's always a temptation to find some company that you can work for for the rest of your days and they'll give you a decent living and allow you to buy a home and start a family. And and you'll find that even though if you started out with the biggest, most ambition ever imaginable, um, when you get to know you know, family life, you'll realize that that's really all you want and all that matters for that time period. If you're a decent human being, you realize there's nothing more precious or worthwhile than bringing up the next generation and provide for them. And then you start to, your fearlessness uh, starts to give way to, not a fear, fullness, but a Concern and a little bit of anxiety about, you know, man, the responsibility, the task at hand. I have this life that depends upon me. That's your family, your wife, your your children, your whole kind of white picket fence life. And so that's what drives me in a lot of ways. But I also have never abstained from trying to find a passion in life and try to find some sort of interest, whether it's reading or uh, innovating or pursuing art or music or whatever, just to always be doing something. People have said over the years, I guess one of the biggest, best compliments that that folks have made about me have uh, or to me is that, uh, you know, I'm like a renaissance man. You always got something going on. Oh, you do that too? You carve wood too? Oh, did you make these uh, wire flowers? Of course you did. You know. So to be able to produce things out of nowhere, seemingly, it's like a type of magic. And it's not magic, really. It's just to have, to cultivate a kind of interest in things. to wonder about stuff, to care. And if you're the, if you're at that point in your life, if you can arrive at and, and, and keep that in your focus, everything else will sort itself out. People, you know, you'd be good at what you do. You could do whatever. You could be a fucking work Walmart, manage a business, work for a construction company. But it's the other things. It's how you spend your time outside of work that is worthwhile. It's... It's how you spend your time. It's how you um, you pursue your interests and don't back down. So, you know, if you want to travel, well, find a job that allows you the flexibility so that you can do that. And if you want to start a family, well, you better start getting a, a you know, find a good, stable job. And that company realizes that you're a good worker and you're going to be around. You're going to make them money then they're going to give you a decent living. And that's the way it's been the last hundred years or so in America. You know, if you 
work hard, you can, you can cultivate a, a nice living for yourself. So I guess that would, that's my recommendation. I don't know if I helped him make that decision, but I talked about straddling. I talked about, you know, you, you have you got to make a living and make a life. And so I, I didn't say that specifically, but I'm going to share that with them. I just, sh- I just shook that out now. But that's the way it is. You need to be able to pay your bills and, you know, afford the things that you and your family would like. But also have the time and the flexibility and the desire to do things that really fill you up. Because working a nine-to-five job doesn't fill you up. It sucks. I did a lot of different jobs, you know, and I'm thankful for all of them, honestly. It's a point of pride for me to have been a dishwasher and a busboy and a beer pourer and a bartender and a well driller and a landscaper and a marine and a security guard and a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor and a wood carver and a chiropractor and the list goes on you know I like doing shit I like producing things I like making people happy I think more than anything else So, those are my recommendations. I'm going to shift gears now. I'm trying to knock this out real quick. I, I, I had a good weekend, okay? Um, <clears throat> what do I define that as? Well, I slept in, and I was able to... Uh, we, we got together with some family, which we have not in months. And my wife's cousins were particularly close with, and we got together because we're going to make a decision about a vacation a joint vacation endeavor that we have not done before. So we live a couple miles from one another, a few miles from one another. Our kids are the same age. We enjoy our time together. We're about the same speed in terms of likes and dislikes and just enjoy ourselves. And So we're trying to build, you know, memories, making memories together and getting together. Now there have been, uh, we've all had experiences where you go on vacations and, um, with other people and it's just crazy frenetic um, different people want to do different things and you know it doesn't it, it, life's too short to be unhappy on vacation so we love these folks we got together we decided that we're going to go down in July to um, Delaware right and we're going to stay in this nice house it's going to have all the amenities clean and kind of off the strip in the uh, back by the bay in a nice community with pools and all kinds of shit to do. And we're going to go to the beach and we're going to have nice food and we're going to go to magic shows and we're just going to enjoy the fucking hell out of it together. And I can't wait. So that was Saturday night. Had a nice meal and talked about all this. Made a decision. 
So we have that to look forward to. Come hell or high water, we're fucking doing that, you know? Then on Saturday afternoon, I carved a couple, you know, fucking sea turtles. Varnished them up, brought them over to New Jersey, met some friends that I have not seen in years. At a, at a nice, clean, safe uh, restaurant in New Jersey. We had a couple beers and a sandwich and some talk, some conversation. I gave them the turtles, connected with some friends I haven't seen in a fucking very long time. So long that it's shameful. You know, people that I... God, I'm so glad that they're on this earth. So wonderful. I've always been sentimental about friendship. But it's uh, when I think about just the directions that life takes you in, you know, going back to the kid with the what kind of career. Well, you got to make the time for things that matter in this world, right? Your job or your career or your degree, whatever it is, man. Have fun. Build a friggin' living and build a life. Make time for friends. So to go over there and see these folks, uh, four of us, we sat at a table took our masks off and had a couple beers and laughed and reminisced and it was special and because of that you know when the smoke clears of this shit we're going to do more and more going to get together going to rekindle those friendships and laugh and carry on and support one another and be great My friend Pat texted me. She's a good egg. Trying to help people link up, fulfill their appointments with uh, trying to get this vaccine. So that's awesome, right? That the waiting list is narrowing, right? People, I've been saying that anybody who's been on, you know, searching for, um, you know, a vaccine appointment, so long as they qualify... Next time I see them, they've, they've had an appointment or they're they're getting closer on the list or whatever. So supposedly, you know, we've got the vaccine out there. We're producing more of them. We're getting people vaccinated, and it's going to provide an immunity that this world needs right now. It's going to allow us to do things like see our friends and go on vacations and have meals together and do so without worrying about undue risk anybody getting sick or dying or anything like that, that's nice isn't it be able to get together with your friends and have a beer um, without worrying that there's going to be somebody's going to fall ill Jesus, what a terrible thing this virus has been so this is all good stuff I'm talking about fucking being doing right by people making people smile Putting plans together for the future. Building a living and building a life. I could go on and on, but... So sitting with my friends, real quick. Sitting with my friends in this uh, restaurant. It's called Jimmy's. And it's in um, Bordentown, New Jersey. So it's right next to one of the most marvelous diners that New Jersey has to offer. It's called Mastori's. 
this was on the Food Network, this diner, uh, in its heyday, it has, it had 100 staff on at any given time, between cooks and waiters and staff and um, dishwashers and fucking, you name it. It's a mammoth uh, diner, but so right next door in the same parking lot is this place called Jimmy's. It's like a bar and grill, very big, very clean, food was excellent. And so I got to sit there with my friends. These guys are, I love them so much, man. I love them so much. I love that they're characters. They are. You know, one guy's a lineman. Uh, the other guy's a teacher. And he's got a boutique that he runs that sells um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Jewelry and keepsakes and stuff. And how he wants to keep, he wants to um, me to carry, he wants to carry some of my wood carvings in there maybe. Or maybe I'll just... Yeah, you know, something small like little turtles or something like that. But maybe I'll carve him a big tiki to put out in front of his uh, his store. So I was happy to hear about the store and, and about, you know, little guys and what they're up to. And um, it was wonderful to talk to them. They're yammering on about different things like... Uh, different people moving into the communities and this is what's happening and you hear about this uh, legislation, this uh, stimulus package that was just passed and first thing within the bill is millions of dollars to (laughs) transgender studies to Pakistan, I'm like what the fuck are you talking about I, I have no idea if it's true or it's false, I wish everyone well. I, I, I embrace everybody, transgender people too. I don't care. But they're talking about that and how, you know, it's crazy. It, the stimulus is, uh, Kim, can you believe that that's one of the, 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 their insistence, the Democrats' insistence that they have transgender studies in Pakistan. And then they're talking about these local towns that have uh, Hasidic Jew populations that are coming in. And there's a town in Jersey called Lake uh, Lakewood, which is uh, used to be a very scenic, uh, thriving town, and then it became impoverished, part of Lakewood anyway, and they have a large Hasidic Jew population. So these are the Jewish folks who, I don't know, if, I don't even know if this is true, but Orthodox Jews, they have... Um, Men wear long beards. Women wear um, traditional dress, like black, uh, conservative dress. I don't think they wear anything over their face. I think they wear a hat. And um, they're people, you know. But it's interesting to me and humorous and crazy. As for Of course, these guys are telling me these stories about Lakewood and uh, these the Jews. Hasidics are trying to get into other towns, and what they do is nobody works. Um, a lot of them are students, quote unquote, and they build these multifamily homes, and then there's, you know, just scores of people living in these houses, and they, there's so, then there's so many people move in that they have to have um, the, the state or the, the township has to build a school to service them. And they try to get on the school board and all these changes and so on and so forth. It's a good example 
of how people are untrusting of other people and their way of life. Now, this is something that's been been going on since I was, you know, as long as I've been aware. Remember, my I told a story about my father. He was a lineman, so he worked on the telephone poles, and uh, he would do a lot of work in Ocean County and in Lakewood in particular. And same deal. There's a lot of Hasidic Jew population. Dad's nice to everybody. But uh, they had these things called Jew strings where certain times a year they could only, they couldn't go out of their house, but they could as long as there were these, like, yarn, these strings that would go out the windows and, and down the road and across the road to the places that they would frequent. So the strings going to church, strings going to the you know, 7-Eleven, strings going to their friends out, whatever. That's my understanding. Could be completely off base. But the Jew strings were there. My dad and his crew would always get pissed off because um, they would have to ask for, um, uh, you know, they didn't want to offend anybody. But they also had to work on the power line. So sometimes the Jew strings would get what they called Jew strings would get caught up in the power lines and, and in their way when they were working and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and I told a story about, like, uh, one of the stories my father told about how there was. Uh, a little bunny. Um, there was a sensitivity training that the company had back in the 80s or something. And I said, okay, guys, you know, you guys work in a lot of, in our county, we got a lot of ethnic areas. We got different blacks, whites, different religions, da 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 da. And uh, we need to be working out there around everybody and we need to be able to make nice with these folks. And, uh, and service them. So let's say talk about uh, you guys work work a lot in Lakewood, you know. So what do you think about these different populations, large Hasidic Jew population? What do you think? All right, say one thing nice, you know. Say three things nice about Jews. So my dad said, well, you know, stereotypical as he was, you know, some freaking Archie Bunker type, you know, meaning no harm. But he said, oh, you know, I think Jews they're really good with money. Which is a stereotype some people might be offended by. Um, but there's a little truth terrorist stereotype, right? Um, so, I think you know, Jews are really good with money. I've seen them. They seem to invest wisely, da-da-da-da. And another guy said, well, I think that they you know, seem to be really familial. They, they take care of each other. And this other guy comes in. He said, okay, well, what'd you write down? You had to take this and write it, write a little, uh, this positive, and put it in a box. And they were pulling out. It said, this one says, Jews stink. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's terrible. It's fucking terrible, right? We had a freaking uh, Holocaust and so on and so forth. You know, inequalities and persecutions of all kinds of different people and these are you know they're they're amusing in a way just because it's human behavior right this is how people behave and I'm sitting talking to my friends over some beers and they're talking about you know how the Hasidics are coming in 
interloping and, and, and trying to get in different communities and then they build their multifamily houses and then they have to get the school district you know to do this and that and the other thing and none of them work and I don't know if it's fact or fiction I'll be honest with you I don't I haven't had a first-hand experience but I know that these are the things the, the utterances that you get out of folks um, just common folks have various experiences out there. Meanwhile, adjacent tables, these guys are talking about it matter-of-factly, um, and, you know, in the middle of, hey, this guy's doing this, and this guy drinks too much beer, and this guy uh, works all the time, this guy got a $60,000 bonus, this, so on and so forth. So, we're catching up and they're telling all these stories about this, that, and the other thing. And it's just so amusing. And I love these guys and I love their, um, I love their humanity. I'm in love with humanity. I'm in, I'm amused by it. Uh, I'm shocked and awed by it, but I'm in love with it. I think that if you're going to build a living and build a life, you should be, you should be Amused and interested in, in your fellow man or woman. It's National Woman's Day, by the way. I know a lot of freaking unbelievable women. Strong, beautiful, talented. Talking about my wife and daughter, many of my friends. So, much, much respect to all women today. So, I had a good time with my friends. And we had some laughs, I was going to say. So adjacent to us is there, matter of fact, we're talking about, you know, the invasion of the Hasidic Jew population to various parts of uh, Ocean County, New Jersey. Adjacent to us were, you know, all kinds of different races, colors, creeds in this diner, all enjoying their food and just minding their own damn business. Um, just having their own conversations, their own life, their own perspective on things. You know, everybody's got their perspective. Isn't that interesting and beautiful? And crazy. All wrapped up into one. It is. You got to be interested. You have to find it, find the the interest. You have to be intrigued about things. Otherwise, you'll go mad. You have to wonder why things work. Walk around and kick the tires every once in a while and be like, "What the what the hell just happened? You know, what's going on? What is going on here?" And if you can accomplish that, I say you're uh You're on the right track in life. Okay. I'm heading home. Look forward to seeing my family. It's going to get progressively warm throughout this week. 50s and 60 degree weather. 68, somebody said, on Friday. Can you freaking imagine that? I don't even care if it's fleeting. I just want a hint. I want a some exposure to uh, the warm weather. 
and I can't wait to see what my friends, the trees and the flowers and the grass and the critters of all types, I can't wait to see what they do with it. It's always interesting to me when it's like March, February, March, and you're outside and it's a beautiful, unseasonal day, warmish, sunny, and you see a bee flying around. Where the fuck did that bee come from? Because, you know, insect lifespans are relatively short. That bee just kind of came out of its pod or nest or wherever the fuck it came from just now. You know, that mosquito just somehow was hatched from the, a puddle somewhere that happened to have enough energy from it and their little mosquito larvae had been dormant for months on end and now check it out immaculate conception so I can't wait to see what the world what uh, Pennsylvania at least does with this uh, these spring like temperatures that are hopefully going to be coming at us tomorrow Love and respect. Have a good night.